What up, Army of Cunts? Before we start the show, we want to remind you that we have a catalog of over 200 episodes. You can access these and so much more content at patreon.com slash hot mess. That's right. At the $5 level, you get a best of compilation of our 25 most fire episodes behind that paywall. And at the $10 level, you get the entire back catalog plus two bonus shows. That's patreon.com slash hot mess. What I want, you've got, and it might be hard to handle. But like the flame that burns the candle, if the candle feeds the flame, yeah, yeah. What I've got is full stock of thoughts and dreams that scatter. And you pull them all together. And how I can't explain, oh yeah, well, well, you. You make my dreams come true. Hello, Hello, army army of of cunts. God, that was beautiful. You all are making our dreams come true. You really are. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to everyone who bought my EP, by the way, Mm -hmm. because I was number one on the iTunes charts. Oh, I'm sorry. Number three? What was that? No. Number two? Number one, motherfucker. Number one? Like one? Like like a head of Jim like, Gaffigan? A head of Weird Al Yankovic took that fucking sing-songy clown down a peg. Wow. Yeah. Shade. I know. I actually was so honored to be next to Weird Al Yankovic, especially because- Weird Al's the best. He's the best. And when I was a kid, um, I loved Weird Al, and I said a curse word once, and my dad got really mad. Which one? Me. I think I said shit. Like, Weird Al didn't have fucking- his no, for lyrics. sure not. For sure not. Um, but I said shit, and it's because I heard it on a Weird Al album, and he was like, "No Weird Al." For- Do you remember which song? Uh, there was, a, I think it was a song. He had a song about. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, about what was the dinosaur movie Jurassic Park? Yes. Uh, there was a song that he had that was about Jurassic Park. I, oh yeah, it was actually called Jurassic Park. I, I think it had. <laughs> what was the song about Jurassic Park? Called Jurassic Park by Weird Al. What was the song Park. about? What's that song about? Uh, the drops of Jupiter. <laughs> In her head. Guys, have you ever have you ever heard a song that's uh, <laughs> it's about like. Like a material girl, something like that. Like a, mate- a material girl living in a something. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's ring a bell. Um. So I love Weird Al, and I said shit, and my dad was like, "No Weird Al for a month," and I was like, nah! "No!" <laughs> it was a punishment worse than death. Yeah. So to be next to Weird Al in the charts was um was pretty fucking cool, and you guys did that. I actually got a message yesterday. Um, and who knows this, if this will actually happen, but someone reached out to me via Facebook Messenger, which is Yeah, it's, so it's funny how Facebook Messenger is now a legit form of communication. I know. But, I mean, I reach out to professional contacts via Facebook Messenger. It's like, if you don't have their email. I do. I definitely do. But this was for someone who works for the Billboard charts. So I would think that like... Billboard. Look at you trying to stay relevant. I know, right? They're reaching like, out to people on Facebook. I'll send you a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> what if he did send you a GIF? That would be great. Just a dancing man. <laughs> you made it. Well, he said 
and shout out to Alex of Billboard Charts. Sorry to throw shade about your um, Facebook Messenger methodologies. I love it, Alex. Um, you can write to me on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> he starts sending me dick pics. Yeah, baby. Um, I don't even know if Alex is a man or a woman, but um, I'm sexist. So Send I'm, dick pics either way. Please, always, as a base. Um, he said that it looks like my EP is going to make the Billboard charts too, which I, I know that that's a bigger deal, but I don't know the difference of like how they find I don't know how anyone finds any of this information out I've just been googling like comedy album charts actually uh yeah I don't know either but I'm I'm guessing since that's like the one thing they do at billboard yeah, probably um, knows yeah <laughs> they have a method it was actually so sweet the day that I found out the album went number one I was with you on July 4th and I was like, I'm just going to hang out with my friends and not look at it because I was like, there is a possibility it'll go number one, but I, you don't know that. And then so if you're checking all day, like what a shitty day. Um, sure. Yeah. It's like it's just like refreshing something over and over again. Yeah. Um, and then I think Hot Mess fans sent it to me. It was like the perfect way to find out. So you guys are the best. You guys are the best. You Please. Truly are. Um Visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash hot mess if you want to continue making our dreams come true. Make my dreams come true. You did make Andrea's uh, debut album go to number one, but your job is not done yet. Yeah. Um, you think this is a game? Uh, yeah. I mean, that it's not like you do one nice thing and that's it. The burden is on you, my friends. <laughs> my happiness is on your back. And success. Mm-hmm. And standing in the world are you an purpose ally? Are in you an ally are you an ally are you a feminist i think you need to stop for a moment and just really think about whether you're an ally or not are you going to be the right side of herstory <laughs> by donating to our patreon patreon.com slash hot mess excellent plug my friend Thank do you want to read a review i would love to this review came in uh on july 1st it's from jay kim and it is five stars oh yeah the title I love. The title is, For God's Sakes, Just Listen Already. Oh, love a good deep cut. I love a good deep cut, and I, I particularly love a cod cut. Oh. Truly funny podcast that makes you realize maybe being a hot mess isn't so bad. Or at the very least, it's relatable. Hell yeah. Short and sweet. Perfect. A Just cod ref right off the top. I love it. If you would like us to read your review... On iTunes, um, first of all, you need to write one. Second of all, give us five stars. Third of all, write something cute, funny, Catch heartwarming. Eyes. Yeah, just write something that be the change that you would like to do in the world, as Thank Billy Presida would do say. Do the change, my friend. Do the change. Miriam Jehudi wrote us a really nice review, too, that was super long and so heartfelt. I was like, you are so supportive and sweet. And yeah, well, we thought about reading that one, but I think I don't know if I could read it or listen to you read it without crying. I cry. Oh, yeah. It was percent. so heartwarming. Yeah. And also, it's from a while ago, and I don't know if maybe it wasn't on iTunes, maybe it was on Podbay or something. Or I, I saw I, it on, like, Stitcher or something. Yeah, it was on something else. I didn't see it, but it's from, like, several months ago. Yeah. So, Miriam, if you're listening, thank you so much for your review. It, it actually brought me to tears, and that's not the easiest thing to do. So. Sure. For me, it is very easy. Uh, yeah, to bring I me mean, tears. but but me, but legitimate. You did good. Yeah, you did the change. You did the change. Um. So God, Billy. God, Billy Presida. What a man. Can we talk about Billy? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Well, okay. We we briefly spoke about this on the live stream mm -hmm. that we did uh, most recently, but 
I don't know. I I don't know if people are going to tune into that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they absolutely should, but I don't know if everybody's going to tune in who listens to this show. Sure. Um, So I just want to publicly shame Billy for talking shit about your boyfriend. I know. And you getting back together. Billy listens to this. I'm imagining Billy walking around listening to our podcast and being like, (gasps) as he hears our voices. I'm talking to you, motherfucker. Billy, you fucked up. I mean, he didn't. He he didn't publicly shame Dustin. He just said something that was very weird out of nowhere. I, I'm trying to like find the words for it because it's well. I mean, the first thing that happened uh, did, was did he say it on air or off air? He didn't say it on air. Okay, I I'm pretty sure he didn't say it on air. Who have fucking know? I it's never know if tell. I'm on air or off yeah, air I mean, in my life. I'm like, what did I say? Who knows? Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm walking around. I'm, I'm at the grocery store. I'm shopping at Buffalo Exchange. Mm-hmm. I'm out just living my life. And I'm like, wait a second. Is there a microphone in front of me? Yeah. I, you know, you have to be careful. You can't always be sure that you're not being recorded. Or if there's a relative who seems peeved at you and you're like, did I talk shit about you? Yes. I don't oh think my God. I did, but did I? Yes. I, I, I've gotten Facebook messages from friends that I haven't spoken to in years. Uh-huh. And, and like the timing was such that I, I, like had spoken about them recently, but you know how like that, that those eerie things do happen sometimes. And it, it's, it, I don't know what that is, but it's gotta be a thing where like you, you send your shit talking out into the universe and then they and then it comes back it. to you like a boomerang. It's yeah. kind of like, I guess it's kind of like manifesting. Sure. It's like when you learn a new word and then all of a sudden you hear that word everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. It's like, that happens to me all the time. I manifest with shit talking. Yes. Um, but but yeah, so like sometimes I'll get messages and I'm like, did I? Did you? Did I call you a cunt in high school? <laughs> and use a thinly veiled descriptor that you could easily tell it was you? Like so easily? Yeah. <laughs> like anybody who's met you for one minute would know? Using context clothes, you could absolutely <laughs> figure out it was you. I just never think people give enough of a shit to like find that information out yeah. about themselves. But they do though. That's the thing. We like forget people are selfish. And petty. And petty. Yeah. And myself included in this group. And Billy included in this group. Hey, Billy. Um, I don't know if he said this on or off air, but he did say it. Well, well the, fr- the first thing was when he when we told him that you and Dustin were back together. Um, PSA, Andrea and Dustin are back together. Yeah, sure. Um, but like long distance. Mm-hmm. So Long distance. <laughs> Sometimes um, I make him show me his penis on camera. And he does. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, we don't like we don't like like sexed really or dirty talk. We just go like honk if you're horny, and then the other person goes honk honk. What a bizarre relationship! I know it's really um, the weirdest. Wait, so he's showing you your? Are you saying he's showing you his dick in a non-sexual way? Like kind of. I'm just like, like flaccid. Yeah, I'm just like show me your penis, and he's like Andrea. I'm like come on, <laughs> show it to me. Oh my God, Dustin would literally do anything you say. Wow, <laughs> it's true though. It's true. Um. Anyway, so so Billy acted kind of shocked, but that wasn't even that was You're, honestly fine. Yeah, you explained it to me after he didn't know that you guys had been talking really. Right. So, so it's like out of context. Me and Dustin broke up. We had problems at the end of our relationship, and like. I've spoken openly about it many times with him on air everywhere. I'm always running my fucking mouth. Um, And so Billy knew that like we broke up and we had our reasons for breaking up. So like, I guess if you didn't know 
even I remember when me and Dustin started talking and even you were like, what? Because it's like, well, yeah. when you break up with someone and I've never done this before, I'm always of the school of thought of like, if you break up, there's a reason for it. Or like, yeah, well, you're also, incompatible. Also, toward the end of your relationship, I remember like the maybe you guys had a conversation or somebody like the the subject of maybe doing long distance had been brought up. Yeah. And you seemed pretty vehemently against it. Well, yeah, because exactly because because our relationship was in a bad place then. And I was like, well, okay. we're not going to take it to we're not going to take it long distance in a bad place. Add more stress yeah. to an already stressful situation. Yeah. And so we've like since. But we like slowly got back together and both have like talked very candidly about our problems and both gone to therapy and are taking it very like, you know, I I feel very confident in it as it is right now. But also I'm I'm kind of just like, well, let's just see how it goes, you know, and it's not it's not this like, we'll see how it goes. I don't fucking know. Like, I'm serious about him, but I'm also like, you know. You're taking it in stride. Yeah. Uh, so so Billy doesn't know any of this backstory. So for him to be like, what? Is not unreasonable. Right. But for him to be like, well, okay. So he said, is it open? And I was like, yeah, of, co- of course it's open. We live in different states. And it's more open for the like, for the possibility of like a random hookup. It's not like emotionally open in the way that you said. And... I haven't been like seeking it out really. Um, yeah. Why would you? Yeah. For, well, I'm going to fuck some comedians. Yeah. We did that earlier this year. Fuck another 22 year old. Oh God. I'm never going to get off the hook for that one. Am I? Huh? Um, so, but Billy goes, Oh, I bet like, what did he say? Like, I bet Dustin's like, getting it all over town. Well, well, I, uh, I think that I said something to the extent of like, you know, Andrea is more likely to use it. Andrea yeah. is more likely to exercise her openness than I, Dustin. And I don't mean that in a shady way. I just mean it in like Dustin's a way not, that the, that is the reality. It's just, that's just the reality. Like we, Dustin, after you guys broke up, Dustin didn't hook up with anyone at all. At I don't all. Think. I think I'm the only person that he's had sex with in like the past. He's four he's just, years. He's not very outgoing. He doesn't put himself out there. Plus, he lives in Virginia and he's pretty isolated and doesn't meet a lot of people. Yeah. So it's just not. He's just, it's it, there's nothing wrong with it. He's just he's not slaying dick all over town. No, he's so coy. He's such a gentleman and he's also very introverted. He doesn't like. He told me. <laughs> I loved this. He was like a pregnant lady came into the store that I worked at today and was like really like looking at me like I was a piece of meat. A pregnant lady? Yes. This pregnant lady was looking at him and I can't remember the details, but she was saying stuff to him that was like really like. Wow. So either she wants him to be her baby's daddy or she wants to adopt him. Her baby's daddy was there. Oh, no way. With And and she was looking at him and he was like, listen, Andrea, you know me. I like never think that anyone's hitting on me. But this woman was like looking at my crotch and like putting her hands on me all unnecessarily. Oh my God. And I was like, I would die to watch this me happen. Me too. Like, I bet you he does get hit on more than he knows. Yes. I, Bill, like, Billy's right in the sense of Dustin is in Virginia. He is, he's in sketch. He performs sketch. He does stand up. He's like attractive. All these artsy. Yeah, if you if you have taste, yeah, and if you have a certain kind of taste, you would be like, oh, that 
that man is is a rare one. Exactly. He's not he doesn't he's he he's probably different than a lot of the um of Virginia the Virginia, the Virginia crowd. Yes. I'm sure there's like uh, the only time that he's like admitted that I that girls have like hit on him has been like in the stand-up scene he's performed and then like these like artsy fucking side shaved head floral <laughs> dress motherfuckers yep. are all up in his business but he's just I don't know I, he gets so uh anxious he's such an anxious person he, I think he's also always like he he was like when the pregnant lady was like sizing him up and treating him like a piece of meat he was like I was worried I was gonna get in trouble like that's what he's like somehow this pregnant Aww. lady's gonna like file a complaint well so that he anyway fuck her that, that's like honestly the hormones alone like he should have fucked her the pregnant lady yeah, yeah I think he like he had an obligation I told him to go back and do it he should fuck her said do it for me She's pregnant, like, she, maybe her fiancé, or, or, I mean, sorry, her husband, whatever, like, maybe he doesn't want to fuck her because maybe he thinks, like, the baby's going to hear it or Do something. it for the health of the baby. Do it, yes. And the woman. Happy mother, happy baby. Dustin, you fucked up. But it's, so, Billy is not wrong in that I'm sure that there are women that are interested in Dustin. I'm not like, oh, he's so gross, no one wants him. I'm just that he's not, he's not a uh Putting player. himself out there. Putting himself out there. Um... But he he sort of was like, I don't know, he planted this seed of not even doubt, but it was just like, I don't, I don't know. I was like, why would, why would you say that? Like, that's such a weird thing to like insist upon. Yeah, well, he, he basically was saying, he basically was saying like that Dustin he, definitely like gets more ass than you think he does. And he's secretly this fucking nefarious character which is like what even if you really think that why are you telling andrea that i don't understand the purpose of saying that to you yeah well you would privately say it you'd like think about it for a while it's also he has no con i don't know i don't know i don't know he's so weird about dustin i don't get it i it's also like and we were talking about this yesterday i have had sexually open relationships that are not emotionally open. I've had multiple of them and at least twice now I've had a person like quote unquote cheat on me in an uh, sexually open relationship, meaning that they've been able to do whatever they want. The only caveat is like honesty and disclosure and they have not done that. And it's like, it's so uh disappointing and like heartbreaking to be like I thought you're my friend you know what I mean like that's totally it's not like oh you fuck someone else I'm like okay with that clearly um well if you already agreed that exactly that was fine, I'm, sure. o- I'm okay with the physical act of you hooking up with someone else I've clearly expressed that but like it, it was kind of like well you never know anybody and I was like well I know that because I've been it's like Read my history. Thanks for, for the reminder. Thank you. So, oh, you never really know anyone. And um, wow, that's crazy. I thought that like I could just trust everybody. That's so. I've just gone my whole life thinking that uh, I can trust men. Wait, what? It was just. It was so weird. Um, and uh, I don't know. It just it just planted an odd seed in my head. And I talked to Dustin about it, and he was like, "That's ridiculous." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I know, but also." <laughs> mm, I'm not having the best time right now, Billy. 
We interrupt your typical hot mess programming to talk about one of our sponsors. Hell yeah. Fleur. That's P-H-L-U-R. Very fancy sponsor. I love when we get beauty and scent. This is actually our first so fancy. scent product and I couldn't be happier with it. It's so like the good quality product and very, very cool brand. Yeah. I don't fucks with a lot of fragrance. No, um, I don't. It's very expensive. Very expensive. And it, it feels feels like a lot. It doesn't feel like a necessity. No. You know what I mean? But this company makes it so that you can actually get it at a very reasonable rate. Mm -hmm. And it does that by sending you three samples for $18. And, and we have 20% off that $18 right. using code hot mess. Hello. Right. And then you can apply the $18 to a full size bottle when you pick the fragrance that you like. Yeah. And so that's really an unbeatable deal. And as Andrea said, with our code hot mess, you can get that sample pack for 20% off, which comes to about $15. It's a fucking steal. Yeah. The packaging is so cute. They have all these cards that explain like the origins and the notes and the fragrances. The company is cruelty free. They use non-toxic ingredients. They give money back to eco-friendly charities. Like one of the things that bothers me about perfume is how like chemically it smells. Yeah. And it seems like this company really is dedicated to making a non-toxic product that is earth conscious. And I like that. And they're all really interesting scents that have a mood. Yeah. So what did you get in your So uh, I'm reading the little cards that mm -hmm. came with uh, the scents that I chose. One of them is called Moab. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And the cover photo is of a desert. Yeah. Which I didn't even realize that deserts had a scent, but apparently they do. And it smells fucking great. I'm going to wear Moab to Burning Man. It's an unexpected dry heat that melts into a balanced finish. Wow, that's what she said. I love a balanced finish. Everyone loves a balanced finish. <laughs> it it's, uh, tells you how the fragrance releases over time. That's really cool. Which is so cool. So after five minutes of, of wear, an arid spiciness hits with sprays in the crooks of your arms. That's where I like to feel spicy. Absolutely. Ladies. After two hours of wear, a couple hours in Moab will seamlessly blend with and enhance your own essence. And after six hours of wear, like stars in the open sky, Moab dries with resinous notes revealing just often enough to intrigue. The people who write these cards are low-key poets. They really are. And then the other scent that I got that I really like is called Ameline, mm -hmm. and it's a rose scent. And I personally am really obsessed with rose. I just think it smells fresh and light and it's feminine, but not too much. You know yeah. what I mean? A thoroughly modern statement of feminine intelligence, grace, and glamour. She's beauty. She's great. <laughs> um, so She's those are those are two scents that I particularly loved. We and picked very different scents. And it's like the, we picked these scents and they were amongst many other samples that we got. Yeah. And there's such a variety of what they send you. It doesn't all smell the same, which is pretty rare, actually, in my experience of buying perfume. I truly believe you can't really go wrong. Like, just pick a scent that you like and uh, you get three samples so you can see how they mix with your <laughs> natural with your scent. Sank. With your husk. We do not write Fleur's copy because we are <laughs> way too gross to write such a beautiful description of these scents. And it's so fun to get the little box in the mail. It's like, oh, it, a the present. packaging is beautiful. Yeah, it's a the, beautiful it, thing. And, and very sleek and cool and like all white and gray. It's like a dream. I would get this as a gift too, definitely. Yes. Like I know it's risky to buy someone a, a perfume, but you could get the sample, see what you like. And then if there's one you really like, get it as a gift for someone. Totally. It's so thoughtful. And it looks 
very fancy. It's very expensive looking for how uh, price conscious it is. So totally. where can they get this discount? Where can they get this product? You Emily? can take advantage of our 20% off deal at fleur.com. That's P-H-L-U-R.com slash hot mess. That is our landing page. Yes. P-H-L-U-R.com slash hot mess. Having a bit of a hard time right now. Yeah, you are having a bit of a hard time. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, uh, I don't know, rough, what, three months? Yeah, well, um, spoiler alert, Andrea's not dying, but right. there was a moment where she thought she might. Yeah. Um, well, be- we all will die, and everyone right, will but cheat not, on you, but, but, ultimately. Yes. And you'll always be alone. Both, all three <laughs> things are true. I, well, I don't, we've referenced it a little bit. I think, I don't know how much we've gone in depth about my recent health problems. Um, but I recently got a biopsy of a lymph node in my neck and we were, everyone was kind of like, by everyone I mean me and my <laughs> friends were holding their breaths to find out that I, if I didn't have cancer or did have cancer. Everyone being you and the 600 voices in your head telling you you're going to die. God, it is so bad in my brain, Emily Lupin. Yeah. It is, I can't take it. It's like health scares are bad enough on their own, but in your having an overactive hypochondriac brain, it's like, I just want to fucking shoot myself in the head so the, the voices will stop being so loud. I can't even imagine. It's so tiring because it's like you need your rest and stuff, but then you're up all night worrying, like thinking about slowly dying from lung cancer. Um, so basically it started, let's see, when did this start? Maybe a few months back, I got like a, everyone had like a fluish cold mm-hmm. throat kind of thing going Tail around. Tail end of winter type yeah. thing. And they will, I, I, I think I got it from my friend Rachel. Um, thanks, Rachel. Um, <laughs> thanks for giving her cancer. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Even if it was fake cancer. Sure. Thanks for giving me fake cancer, cancer Rachel McCartney. You fake friend. <laughs> No, she warned me and I still share diner food with her. If you so. were a real friend, you'd give her real cancer. I know, seriously. <laughs> uh, so I got this like throat thing, you know, and I was in bed for a few days and regular sick. And then I eventually went to a city MD because I was like, I need some meds or something for this. Fucking, by the way, city MD <laughs> can rot in hell. It is such a bad institution. I've had good experiences there. <sighs> but the city MD on Dittmar is an Astoria. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, so I go there and if you don't have access to healthcare, like go to same city MD. Absolutely. It's better than nothing. That yeah. should be their tagline. It's city MD better than nothing or, or alternate city MD. Meh. Exactly. Unless you gonna do it. <laughs> uh, so I go there and I'm just like, Hey, I am, I, I was worried I might have strep or something like that. Um, and so they, tested me for strep and they're like you don't have strep they they gave me a z-pack which is just like the nuclear bomb of uh antibiotics they're like just take this very intense it'll probably wipe whatever it is out uh, but but i my right lymph node or the, the my right tonsil was a lot bigger than the left and the doctor was like that's kind of weird um i love hearing that it's best uh, yeah from a doctor yeah especially it's kind of fucking weird um and he was like once you recover if the one of the lymph node or one of the tonsils is still 
enlarged, go to a specialist. And I'm like, oh, great. Okay, great. So I, I recover. The tonsil's still larger. I go to a specialist. I think we spoke about this doctor a little bit, uh, I'm sure. Uh, yes. Yes, with uh, Jerome and um, Max. Max. Yes. So, so I go to the specialist. He's like, yeah, it's probably fine. You might have lymphoma, but LOL, who knows? Everyone just runs their fucking mouths. She's uh, summarizing, yes. by the way. <laughs> he didn't literally say LOL. Um, he checks my lymph nodes and he's like, well, only this one sort of area is inflamed. You don't have any other like symptoms of lymphoma, but just since there's lymph tissue in your throat, it's something to like pay attention to. So I get like a sonogram on my neck, which... Ugh, God. All these, so the sonogram is like, a lot of these procedures are, they, they, there's a technician there doing it, but they can't tell you if they see anything. So it's so, again, for a hypochondriac, it's like you're sitting there and you're like, this person knows if there's something going on or like at least is aware if they see a lump or whatever. Oh, totally. I mean, they're looking at those things all day, every day. Yeah. They know what they're seeing. I know. But they're not qualified to tell you. I, I'm like, well, can you not fucking tell me? Can I don't I just like slip you a few bones? I, I would give this one 100. <laughs> and so I was like, can you, do you see anything? She's like, I can't tell you. I was like, fuck. W- would you consider being like, hey, are you having trouble like conceiving a child? <laughs> I will do anything. Could, could I be a surrogate? Are you pregnant? And do you want my boyfriend to fuck you? <laughs> anything that you need. So I get the sonogram. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about being sick in America, anywhere, I would assume. I don't think every healthcare system is a fucking walk in the park. Um, you have to wait. That And that's what is the most difficult part out of all this is like, wait, see another person, get like kind of an inconclusive answer, wait, get a test. Like, again, also for a hypochondriac or someone who has like medical trauma, it's just like, all this fucking like worst case scenario, nightmare thinking, anxiety, like fuck, I, you can't even trust your own brain. You're like, am I sick? Am I making this up? Or like, it feels like you're not a reliable narrator to your own story, but you still have to like take doctor's advice and follow through and whatever. I wait for the sonogram results. I go back to Dr. Douchebag and <laughs> he- Dr. D. Dr. D. Uh, Dr. Seidman, Dr. David Seidman, really wonderful. Uh, Andrea. Whatever. No, stop. No, I'm not. You fucking, this guy was rude as fuck. Telling me Seinfeld jokes while telling me I might have cancer and talking about how women are crazy. Oh, I'm just going to let this one fly. No. Right. But like maybe, I, I don't know, like write a Yelp review or something. <laughs> this is my Yelp review. Yeah. You have bad bedside banner, Dr. Seidman. You're fine, but work on it. Um, I'm sure he's going to be listening to this. Totally. So, so I go back to him and he goes, okay, I looked at your sonogram. Uh, they say most likely benign mass in your lymph nodes and your right lymph node. Um, and so it's like, okay, that's good. Most likely benign is a good answer, but it's not like a full, it's not the, it's not a diagnosis really. It's like a, an educated guess. So he's like, what do you want to do next? He's like, you can get, uh, he gave me a bunch of options. And the one that seemed the most definitive was to do 
a fine needle aspiration, which is like a biopsy of the lymph node, uh, just to make sure that it's not cancerous. And he was kind of explaining like a lymph node will blow up like this if there, if something happened, like a bacteria or a virus or whatever comes, like your lymph system is part of your immune system. It's there for a reason. When the lymph nodes blow up, it's because they've seen like, um, what's a foreign mm-hmm, something. And they're protecting yeah. against it. And he was like, sometimes they blow up and they don't go down. And it's just like, it, it happens. It's not, it's, it's like a mistake that your body makes, you know? So it's not uncommon for a lymph node to, to grow and, um, not go down after the thread is gone or whatever. Like it's not okay. always just you have cancer. That's not always what that means, but it is one of the things that it does mean. Um, so then last Tuesday, was it? I went in and it's like, and then I had to go to LA and I couldn't schedule. That's another thing is scheduling. You call the offices. Okay. I call the office and they're like, the lady at the front desk is going to call your insurance and make sure and help you like schedule this. And I'm like, okay. So I have to go to LA. I'm like, I'm not getting a biopsy in LA. It's like, 10 days I'm gonna just have to wait you know it's you have to wait you have to like make these choices and be like okay I think I don't have cancer so and no one is being like urgent about this well, that is that seems like it's the hardest thing in my opinion is that like th- people are giving you recommendations but then they're also being like yeah, I would suggest you get a biopsy, but I don't know. I'm not fucking in your body. Like, do right. whatever you want. And you're like, okay, well, but, but, but like, like, what? Do, like, no, can, just like, tell me what to do. Can though. you tell me how threatening this actually is <laughs> right. so that I can appropriately take actions? And he wasn't, he was like, it looks like it's benign. You're healthy. You're not like rapidly losing weight. Like, all the, there's all these other symptoms um, of more serious conditions. But it's also like, they're like, you could leave it and just watch it. And I'm like, who does that? Yeah. I mean, I have health insurance, so I'm, I'm I'm able to like, you know, financially kind of handle this stuff. Not really, to be honest. But like, to me, it's like, well, it's worth the money if the alternative is just leaving it and then being like, hopefully I don't have cancer. Right. Um, so, so, so I was like, all right, it doesn't seem like, code level midnight the type of fear but also like i should check it if i can check it if i have the uh, like access to a procedure that allows me to check it like why would i not yeah but then i get back from la and i like call this office and the doctor's like she's just like oh i don't see what are you talking like it's always like they always pick up the phone and they're just like hello i don't see this in your file what is your it's like okay first of all why don't you why don't you turn this down? Yeah, turn. I need you to turn your volume down to a three. Yes. And I know that you work in a doctor's office and I know that like your job is probably frustrating and all these things. I'm not like everyone has to be an angel all the time. But also, why am I calling? For fun? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like she's like, I don't. See, so you got this or like you're supposed to have. And I'm like, the person that I talked to said, you are the, my contact. So now, and she's like, what is it? What procedure do you need? I'm like, surely it says this somewhere. I'm like, I think I need a, a fine needle aspirin. I'm like remembering the procedure name. Like, and it's like, and then she's like, well, I don't see. And she's like, well, you already had the, she said you already had a something sonogram, which I did. 
but that word is also a word for is included in the word for the procedure that I need to have. Okay. So I'm like, I yes, I had that. And she's like, well, why? And it's like, okay, but like, oh my God, why am I like trying to explain to you the series of that? Don't you have files? Don't you have charts? It's the only form of customer service that people don't, like in every customer service related job I've ever had, when somebody asks a question and you don't know the answer, you're like, let me put you on hold for a second. No. She's, and then you go ask. You're not like, I'm sorry, what's wrong with you? What What do you need? You need a what? I'm like, uh, you're the person who's supposed to be talking like, to my don't insurance. don't ask me. Ask somebody who's qualified and who knows. Yeah. So then she calls... So then she's like, I have to check with the doctor. And then the doctor leaves me a voicemail. I didn't even call him back because I was so pissed off because the voicemail is like, it says you need this. I don't like understand. Like, he's like, I don't get why you're calling me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, why? Why am I the communication liaison between you and your person? Why am I like trying to explain to you the type of procedure that I need that you told me that I need? And like, if the wording's confusing, like, ask a clarifying question, go through my fucking chart. Like this is so unbelievably tiring. Like throughout this whole procedure, I'm throughout this whole process. I'm following up while being sick. You know, it's like, I'm wondering if I have cancer. I'm, I'm calling people all the time and like also still. And again, like I have a, I'm a comedian and I don't have any dependents. I'm like, while I'm doing this, I'm like, what about like a single mother or, you know, someone who has a high power job Yeah. who, and I'm just like finding out what's wrong with me. But I mean, like my mom had cancer when I was growing up too. So it's like, I have a mother who went through this, but it's like, this is so exhausting. And this is what, these are the resources that a person who is sick has to go through. Like it has to be better than this. This is crazy. And we pay for it. We pay so. It's like, we don't have universal healthcare and yet, it's as if we do. It's, yeah. a, it's as if we don't have, it's as if you're not paying for this. We're all just having fun. Yeah. I just love it. I love doing this. I love calling you and then following up and then getting a fucking rude. This is a prank. Getting, I'm prank calling you. Yeah, this is fun. I'm getting rude fucking voicemail, like condescending voicemails from this doctor about like how I don't know what I need. It's like, I, you know. I don't. Like, I'm sorry I forgot the name of your complicated procedure. Medical procedure. I need the pokey thing yeah. in my neck. That's what I need. For the cancer checking, you <laughs> fucking asshole. So then finally I call back the lady and it's like, you have to be patient and you have to be kind with them because it's like, I, I need to get answers from you and I need yeah. you to help me. Mm-hmm. So finally she's like, oh, you had the other one. I see you didn't understand what I was asking. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not a medical professional. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I. Yep. Okay. No, I didn't understand what you were asking. Can you call my fucking insurance now? Yes, I'm a dumbass. I'm a- um, can you explain it to me now? <laughs> I just need to check if I have cancer, so I know that it's not important to you because you don't care. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm so I'm fucking stupid. I'm such a stupid bitch. Could you please put your asshole doctor on on the phone and he can fucking tell me how I'm a stupid bitch? Also, oh please, and then my insurance can bill me and. Everyone can fucking, it, it feels like everything's a prank yeah. going through this process. It's like, and, and our friend Hemda, past guest of the show, she's been so helpful throughout this whole thing because she's actually has had a tumor and had it removed and has a crazy condition. And then she felt like she's been going through the ringer with medical stuff for like almost years now. 
And I'm like, it just breaks your brain every once in a while. Yeah. Like people are like, what's the next step? And you're like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to take a step in a few days, but I'm so tired. Like I'm actually sick and I'm so tired of dealing with morons. I, I have half the energy that I normally would, but I have to like continue to push forward through this because I might be very sick. So then I finally get this. So then she's like, this this front desk lady's like, you have to get a uh, biopsy with a fine needle aspiration with Lenox Hill. Like your insurance has said you can do it, whatever. And she just says you have to do it with Lenox Hill. I'm like, okay. So am it's I, a good hospital. Am I Googling Lenox Hill now? <laughs> Truly. She doesn't give me a phone number. She doesn't, she doesn't give you a referral? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. She doesn't give me anything. So then I Google Lenox Hill fine needle aspiration biopsy and I find one of the branches of Lenox Hill that does this. And I just call them. I'm just like, hello, I'm a person who needs this. Can I have it? <laughs> and the lady's like, yeah. Um, She's probably like, you need a referral. Oh, she is. <laughs> she is. And I'm like, yeah, I know I need a referral. Why is it that like pe people who work in the healthcare field somehow all forget how this shit that's works. what i'm saying when she's like you need a biopsy she's like i called your insurance they say it's fine i'm like you do this for a living so you know i have to call someone you're not going to give me the phone number or give me any steps in the next direction she's just going to say uh, do it and so i so so this is what i'm like okay i'm just going to do it because obviously eventually going to ask for a referral and I'm going to have to call you back and ask for it. And I don't want to. And then you're going to roll your eyes and I'm going to be able to hear it over the phone. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, well, they told me that I need to call you and you told me that oh, I need yeah. to call them. So somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Yeah. And the whole time just keeping my fucking white lady voice on like, OK, thank you. <laughs> and um, I'm just going to call them. It's like after the third call it like becomes humiliating because it's like hey I know that um you think I'm an asshole and um I'm just asking you to do your job but I can't freak out on you because I need I really need you to do this thing for like a potentially life-saving procedure so, so could you just check if that maybe you faxed it over please yeah, thank you so much give me a call back um I had to call I make the appointment I, I, I call this woman I leave a voicemail being like I think you're the person that does this for me and she calls me. She's like, what's your insurance? Blah, blah, blah. You have to pay a certain amount out of pocket, which you'll be expected to pay at the place. Um, and you need a referral. Out of pocket? Oh, yeah. $350. What? Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. For a poke? For a poke. I mean, best $350 I ever spent. Yeah, but like, but that's a lot of cheddar. Yeah. And that's that, and I will probably get billed further for this. Like, like my insurance will cover part of it, and then I will receive another. Yeah. Um, and so I, and they're like, you need a referral to get the procedure. And, I'm, and the procedure is tomorrow. They're like, the doctor only comes in on Tuesday or Thursday or next Thursday. And I'm like, it's <laughs> happening tomorrow. I'm, I, I need to be able to sleep and not think I have cancer. So whatever, it's happening. I call Dr. Seidman's office mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, I need you to fax my referral over. Here's the phone number. I called them four times. I called the other office three times. You need to fax it. I didn't get it. You need to fax it. I didn't get it. I call them finally at the end of the day before the procedure. I'm like, I have a procedure tomorrow. I, I, I can no longer be polite with you. I need you to fax this. This is literally your job. Like, I don't know what else to say at this point about this. Like, I know you're busy, but 
But so is my lymph node. Yeah. <laughs> Please do it. I even went into the procedure not knowing if they had faxed it because I'm like, I can't follow up on this anymore. I have a job. It's so crazy. Yeah. So I went to Lenox Hill. Another, by the way, PSA for people who live in New York City or major metropolitan cities where there are multiple hospitals, go to the rich hospital <laughs> always. Because uh-huh. I went to the Queen's fucking sonogram place and it was a shitty experience. This place was on the Upper East Side. Lenox Hill Hospital was the hospital I was born in. Yeah, it's a great institution. Mm-hmm. They're very professional. I like them very much. I had a very successful birth. I know. I see you sitting in front of me today. Um, and so, yeah, they're so professional uh, because they're in a wealthy area and that sucks. But if you if you have the chance to go to the bougie hospital, it co- if you have the option. Also, but the thing is that the less bougie hospitals are just as expensive. That's the pro- That's the thing. Like, I'm not being like, if you're rich, be rich and do that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. No, uh, just, just like if you have the option. Go to the bougie yeah. one. So I go and um, I, I check in, whatever. They're so nice. I was like, oh, finally, everyone's not treating me like I'm an idiot piece of shit, which is very relieving. Um, and... The uh, I get into the like room and they're like we're we're not gonna put you asleep. I'm like wait, I don't. <laughs> Again, no one is explaining this to me, and I'm like I I've heard what a biopsy is. I think you take a piece of like my insides and check it. Right, right, right. That's and the general idea. You're not gonna put me like I, if I don't need to be put under. Like, how I'm, big is this needle? Did you see it? Yeah, it's small. It's like a it's like a a needle that you would get a shot with. But okay, it, but it's how far in did it go? I don't know. I, I'm not looking at it because it's in my fucking neck. But bro. could you feel it? Not really. It's interesting. So it's like they didn't need to put me under when I had the procedure. I was like, oh yeah, you don't need to put me under. Yeah, it's just unnerving. Uh, totally. I mean, I've had dental work with no Novocaine before. It's like. Yeah, if you don't need it, it actually it actually is better if you don't need it to not get the extra things because then you're not out of it when you yeah. are, have to go and it's like less of a to do and actually can be like more um, annoying and or painful like to get the extra like either the sure. pa- the pain numbing or like keep being put under. But there is always that thought like, what if they go a little too far? Yeah. What if they poke a little too much? It's also like, I'm not clear on what you're doing. What if they hit a nerve? Yeah. It's you know in my mean? neck. Yeah. And you're just laying there. So I go in and they're really nice. Everyone was like very professional and nice. And and I, there was a very sassy older uh, tech, like an older lady tech who was sitting mm-hmm. at the microscope or whatever. And she was fine. I'm like... I'm freaking out, but I'm also like, I don't visibly show that I'm freaking out. I'm pretty. Didn't you tell them you were freaking out though? Well, yeah. So this is what I do now with doctors. This is good, by the way. This is, people could take a page out of this book. Yeah. And it's not even like, I'm not, I, I just was like, hey, listen, you know, especially because there, there was the tech and there was like another lady who was like working the machinery or something. I don't know what their official jobs were. Someone was behind the machine. Um <laughs> Like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, hey, listen, um, you know, I, I have anxiety around medical procedures. I just wanted to, like, let you guys know. Like, I'm fine. But just, you know, 
if you're asking me questions and my eyes are glazing over, it's because I'm fucking freaking out. Um, and I don't think like, I think anyone would be feel anxious to have. I think they're very used to that and very, uh, uh, um, skilled at like easing people's or should be, you know, though they are, these guys are, well, a biopsy is also a biopsy means you're checking if there's like some serious shit. So they understand like they, everyone gets that it could be nothing, but also it could be something. So everyone kind of treats it like that. Yeah. That must be a hard job to be like a biopsy tech who. Yeah. But I think it's like anything. I think you get used to it and you compartmentalize. Right. Well, I was thinking about it also. It's like some people, their jobs, they have to like tell people they have cancer all the time. And it's like, wow, what a fucking like. I have such empathy for how difficult it must be to work in our medical care system as a doctor. You know what I mean? It's not that I'm like, fuck you doctors. I think doctors are amazing. Yes. But it's just like the whole process is so, it just doesn't seem to make any fucking sense. Um, Also during this whole process, I have a GP that I trust who I've been like emailing and like periodically going to, to like get her opinion and like, thank God I have that GP, yeah. you know, who's who's like someone I trust and is very well qualified. So I feel like I'm getting like well-rounded opinions, you know, mm-hmm. because you kind of have this thought of like, yeah, doctors are people and they like fuck up. So and, and my mom, when my mom had cancer, her GP misdiagnosed her and like she said she had back problems because there was a tumor pressing against her back and it went on for much longer than it should have because her GP was telling her that she had like disc problems or oh, something. Oh God. So she went for a second opinion and they were like, yo dog, you have stage three cancer. So it's like, it's not like I haven't lived the experience of one doctor being like, it's chill. And then another doctor being like, it's not right. So it's like, there's so much history weighing on me with this particular subject. So anyways, I'm in the biopsy place. I'm like, I've got a lot of anxiety. And they give me these stress balls, which was awesome. Hell yeah. So they clearly are used to this. And they do like a pre, they do a sonogram before they do the biopsy. And they're really nice. They're like, oh, it's shaped like a kidney bean. That's good news. That's like, generally that means that like. That it's a kidney bean. Sure. I have a kidney bean growing in my throat. Did you, did you swallow it in the wrong tube? Yeah. That's what's been happening. A tree is growing out of my lungs. Um, and they're like, it's, it seems, um, that's a good sign. If it's shaped like a potato, that's when you're in trouble. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know. I don't know any of this, but I'm glad to know that I'm in team kidney bean. And then, (laughs) then the doctor comes in and, uh, and then he just like, they just like prop my neck up. Like they put my head back on a pillow Mm -hmm. and he just shoves a needle in my neck. <laughs> Shoves. Yeah, he comes in with a shank. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, kid." Um, no, he gently yeah. <laughs> puts a needle in my. But it is like it is like it's semantics. I just wanted to sure. clarify. It's just weird to be like one day I was chilling. One one minute I'm chilling. The next one you have a fucking needle in my neck. Yeah, the ne- the neck is a particularly vulnerable part of the body. Yeah, every every human um. What's the word? Like defense mechanism is like, get out, get out, get out. There's a needle in your neck. Yeah. Um, and I'm like squeezing these stress balls. And then 
the lab tech, the sassy older lab tech who is funny. This is a funny story, but during it, not professional. Nurses and techs are some of the funniest people on this planet. Oh, yeah. Because they have to like kind of entertain people in the meantime of having sure. annoying and or painful and or uh, traumatizing procedures. Absolutely. And she's not like she's me. She's well-meaning, but yeah, she's a little out to lunch is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh-huh. And she goes, the guy asks, do you smoke? And I'm like, no, I never have. Um, and uh, and he's like, uh, OK, that's good. Like that's, you know, that's that puts you in a you don't have a pre-existing like what's the word i guess you know you're not in one of the bad camps already for lung cancer or whatever and the tech and this he is rooting around my neck right now and we're like talking somehow i don't i'm like i had this procedure and i really couldn't tell you how how are you talking while the needles in your neck I don't that's know. what i don't understand i don't know but i was able to not a lot yeah. But like I was able to talk and he was like, don't laugh or talk too much. But like, you, you know, he is asking questions and talking to the other doctor or maybe I'm blacking out. I really couldn't tell you what <laughs> happened in there, but I could tell you. Maybe you guys are communicating telepathically. Probably. <laughs> this guy was really nice. Like, here's the thing. There are so many good doctors along this, along the way who have been really thoughtful and caring, um, but not some of them. But anyways, uh, the tech goes, yeah, my mom uh had like some sort of heart thing and so she went to a cardiologist and that's how they found out that she had lung cancer and (laughs) it's like okay lady there is a needle in my neck right now could you abstain until the needle's out of my neck (laughs) and both the doctor it was so like (laughs) (laughs) that's like that it's that's so funny because that's as if she thought to herself, "What would be the most inappropriate thing to say at this yeah. very moment?" You know, everyone gets cancer eventually. Anyways, <laughs> it, it and she was like talking about how her mom pa- smoked a pack a day. Like she's clearly just like socially so unaware. Well, don't do you think that sh- maybe she thought that would distract you from your own? I have no stuff? idea. That, I mean, I, that's the only thing I can imagine. Sure, I think she was. I'm very. Mm, candid with people and friendly so maybe she was like reading that I was but I was like I'm very anxious and I'm like holding stress balls Uh where there is a needle in my neck your your fun little quip about edit I'm very anxious around medical procedures (laughs) maybe don't talk about your mom's medical procedure that resulted in her having lung cancer which is probably the type of cancer that I would be diagnosed with should you find cancer in my lymph node? <laughs> and the doctor, both the doctor and the other woman looked at her and they like all but rolled their eyes. It's so funny how like office dynamics play out mm-hmm. the same in a medical office. Everywhere, yeah. Yeah, they both are like, Ugh. and he was like, I don't remember her name. It was like Jean or something. She's like, well, Jean, this is not the t- this is not about you right now. Like literally, he like <sighs> sassed her. And I'm just sitting there like, ha, woo, stress balls, woo. Um, and Wowzer. Yeah, quite the experience. Yeah. Um, and well, Jean's a pip. She was fun. Listen, I'd love to listen to her talk. <laughs> Andrea will defend an eccentric person to the ends of the earth. I love them. <laughs> They're my people. 
listen, she can't help herself. I don't know her story. Did I enjoy her in that moment? Absolutely not. Right. But I did find the whole thing endlessly amusing. It's like you can find a situation amusing once you're removed from it. Oh, totally. If you don't find it amusing, you kill kill yourself. yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, this fucking bitch. Um, And uh, but this. okay, again, with the bougie hospitals, God bless bouginess because they were able <laughs> GBB. God, I love money. Um, they were able <laughs> to tell me my preliminary results there. I have never had that a, is amazing. I've never had a biopsy that's been able to do this. I was like, I should have just gone to you day one. I should have just Googled biopsy Lennox Hill and then showed up there because honestly, I would have been in the same position. I have been going to these fucking doctors for months now. I've never had a concise result, opinion. I've also not been helped by their reception. You know what I mean? It's like I've Googled you, found you, forced the person to give me the referral. It's basically like this whole game of shoots and ladders that you need to play. And the the end of the game is just like making sure that you want it enough. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like it it's really like they, is. They need to make you jump through this many hoops to make it to find out if you have cancer or not. Yeah, but like to make sure that you really have something that needs to be checked. Yeah, you know what I mean, which is like I do get that. Like this whole during this whole process, there was no doctor that was like, "This is a fucking emergency. Go take care of this right now." So I get like the, I mean that's well why. to be fair. In their minds, it's not an emergency. Right. They see things every day that I think that we also forget that. Like from their perspective, as a medical professional, like you see things that are fucking nuts. It's kind of like when you went to the City MD, shout out City MD again, for the tuberculosis uh, scare that we talked about a few episodes ago with with, um, Sherm Sherm Jacobs. They were acting like it was like no big deal that you might have tuberculosis. Right. They have to act like that to a certain extent yeah. because like they have to set the tone for like everybody else not freaking out. And also they've seen so much that they they know enough to know that usually it's nothing. Right. And also like I am not rapidly losing weight. I do not have other symptoms. Right. So they're kind of just being like, hey, it's probably good. But like if you want to check it out, they also like I, I also think they probably have to play this kind of game where they can't say like you should check it out. Like, cause, cause again, like I don't envy, I don't envy this position, but it's also hard. It puts the patient in this horrible position where they have to like, guess how serious things are yeah. and advocate for themselves constantly. Like I'm still not, I don't have cancer. I don't know, by the way, if I said that. No, you didn't. I don't. The results, so the results came back. Yeah. And they were like, it's, you're negative. There's no cancer. So, so then I was like, okay. And I'm sitting on the table and this is how crazy my brain is, by the way. I still think I might have cancer. This is how, like, this is the level of what, how You're like, I've, maybe they read the chart backwards. Sure. Or like, or have it, like, it's not showing. I had blood tests. Like, it's, well, it's because I have, I'm still sick. And yeah. Yeah. But it, it, that, that just means it's something else. Right. Which is fun. But who knows? They think bronchitis, by yeah, the way. Yeah. That, well, that's what the guy said. He was like, well, and I was like, listen, my, you know, it's been on and off with the throat. And like, I also travel a lot and I don't sleep well. And like, you know, there's, if I had like a virus or an infection, I could imagine that I would have a slow recovery. Yeah, exactly. Like it would come back and I would be healthier. And then, but maybe I would compromise, I compromise my immune system hella 
um, is what I said to him. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, you don't put hella at the end of a sentence. Yeah, I was like, hey, yo, doctor. <laughs> You're her, cool. I'm cool. Her mom had lung cancer. My mom had cancer. I compromised <laughs> my immune system hella. Then we high-fived. Um, and he was like, and he's like, sweet dog. Fuck yeah. Okay, I have to interrupt this recording because I have to apply deodorant. Is that cool? Yes, please. This deodorant is actually one of our sponsors. Oh, love it. I fucking love this sponsor. It's Myro and it's completely natural deodorant, which you know is the only kind of deodorant I wear. Yeah, making the switch to natural is so important because of aluminum in non-natural deodorant. It's cancer causing, man. And as a woman, especially, you're putting that shit right by your tits. I know. You don't want to put cancer sticks on your tits? No one does. Myro is a plant power deodorant made with a blend of 100% natural scents and essential oils that release over time to keep you fresh. That's huge because most deodorants, you put them on and um, within five hours or something, you're stanky again. Oh, yeah. But this actually slow releases to keep you fresh all day. It's also, it has like a roller application. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're like putting on a lotion. It's almost. very creamy. Yeah, it's cool. The vegan formula is hardworking, long lasting with no toxic anything. No aluminum, parabens, talc, mineral oil, or triclosan. The ingredients are clinically tested for safety and efficiency. How does it work, Emily? Here's how it works. Choose from five cents and five case colors. And then you get one case and one pod in your $10 starter kit to try for 30 days. Oh, and by the way, we have a discount, which we will be telling you. After 30 days, you'll receive a three deodorant pod refill every three months delivered straight to your door, conveniently timed for when most people run out. Each pod is approximately a one month supply. Mix and match scents, press pause or cancel refills anytime. Yeah, that's great. I love a subscription service and I also love one that like, oh, say it's the winter time and I don't need as many. I can pause it. Totally. And, and also I love the different scents. It's like you're buying perfume. Ooh, am I going to try Pillow Talk or am I going to try Chill Waves? I, I've actually tried a few different scents that they have and I love all of them. Yes. They're, they're very natural smelling, but, but very fragrant. Yeah, I used, so I bought the flame colored case. Love the red case. Ow, ow. Yeah, I do love the red case. And you had like kind of a blush pink one. Yeah. I like them. They're like little pods. And I tried uh, Chill Wave, which I loved. And I also tried solar flare. I like to go from one side of the coin to the other. Definitely. Is it the ocean? Is it the sun? You like to keep people guessing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And I really, really enjoyed it. It was super easy. It was like fun to assemble too. You get your little kit and you like load the deodorant in. It's like a gun, but fun. Right. Yeah. It's like a deodorant gun. But don't shoot anyone with it because they're just going to end up smelling great. Yes, exactly. Uh, So how can people get our discount code? I'll fucking tell you. You can get 50% (laughs) off your first order and get started today for just $5. So that is mymyro.com slash hot mess. So that's mymyro.com slash hot mess and use promo code hot mess. Again, get 50% off your first order and get started today for just $5. Visit mymyro, that's M-Y-M-Y-R-O dot com slash hot mess and use promo code hot mess. He was like, it sounds kind of like you've had bronchitis this whole time. Because he was like, if you have bronchitis is a virus, so like your lymph nodes would fucking freak out. If Mm -hmm. a virus enters your system, that's when your lymph nodes set the alarm. 
Um, just why didn't you just use the needle to like pop that lymph node? Just like deflate it. I mean, it's just a mass now. I could get it removed, but I don't. It's I mean, painful. why? Yeah, it's painful. Yeah. Um, you don't feel it. You don't feel it. No, right? it doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, but so okay. So I'm like, all right. Well, that like that's peace of mind. Bronchitis doesn't like. I don't know. It doesn't have a cure. You just get over it. But it's a virus. Um, Isn't it treatable, though? Isn't there something that you can do to minimize it? Well, so then I went back to the city MD. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because I was like, well, I can't. Back to the peanut gallery. Fucking God. It never ends, man. Because it's like, well, okay, so it's probably bronchitis. It's not cancer. If it is bronchitis, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know what bronchitis was. I'm like, I know I've heard it said before, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that like sometimes people get it. Sure. Exactly. My brother's had it before. Yeah. It's not like that serious. It's just painful. Yeah. Um. So I go back to the city MD, back to where I began this journey. And they're like, what happened? And I'm like, okay. So I was here a month ago and then fucking uh, let mass, lymph node, biopsy, not cancer, bronchitis. <laughs> Fast <Yeah>. forward. <laughs> and biopsy. <laughs> bronchitis. My mom had cancer. Her mom's ha-ha. lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's like, it's, am I on a prank show? Is this a prank show? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I actually orchestrated this whole Oh thing. my God. It's like, and so the doctor honestly barely looks at me. This doctor was such, he also was, he was wheezing. I'm like, did you give this to me? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you here? Yeah. Why are you at work? Okay. And can I say something? Around sick people. This doctor was kind of morbidly obese and looked very unhealthy. Okay. I'm not going to judge his health. I don't know him. But he didn't look great. Don't judge people's health based on their weight. I know. I know. But he was also wheezing. So well, yes. That I mean, that's never a good sign. The whole look was not great. I would have not wanted to switch bodies with him for mm-hmm. the wheezing mm-hmm. alone. And so I'm like, hmm, do I trust you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do I trust? Because he could barely look me in the eye, also, which was weird. Hmm. So he checked my lungs, like I did the whole breathe in, breathe out. They checked my blood pressure and all this stuff, and they're like, "Well, you're getting oxygen to your lungs. There's not. I don't hear anything." Um, and he was like, "You probably have bronchitis." Let me prescribe to you over-the-counter cough medicine. Like Robitussin. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, just wait it out. That's always the funniest thing to me when they prescribe you like Advil. I'm like, fuck you. They're fuck, like, they, fuck you, dog. But they're they're always like, but this is extra strength Advil. Fuck off. Well, then I could just take four Advil. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you just giving me huge pills that are harder to swallow? I know. I'll just take four Advil. It's just a slap in the face. It's like a trick. You know what I mean? It's I, like, to, it, we're going to give you something to make you feel like you're treating your illness, but really it's um like children's Tylenol. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to give you this clown pill <laughs> while I barely look at you. I'm going to give you this gummy vitamin and hopefully you'll get better. <laughs> it's kind of like, and now I'm, and like, I told you and Hamda and Keith and Dust, like I told all of my. Oh yeah, there was a group chat. Oh yeah. God, that's another thing too. It's like, I've been messaging my friends in Canada over, like I have a lot. And listen, I'm a very well-loved person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm messaging all these people all the time. That's how you know who 
um, really matters in your life is who would you be texting when you might have cancer? Yeah. And truly, I'm a very blessed person. I'm very lucky. And Lots also like, God, listen, I'm going to cry. Shout out Hamda. God, she was so, she was like, before I was getting the biopsy. Oh, Andrew, please don't cry. <laughs> I'm always crying. Second time. At this, see, this <laughs> took a turn that I was not expecting. What? Okay, Hamda. Oh, she's just the best person. Like, she's, this whole time I was thinking about her. And she actually got, like, the scary results. I'm like, God, yeah. how did you fucking do that? Like with, with such grace. With such grace and calmness. And she had a fire shithead husband cheating on her while she's got, like, fucking a tumor size of a football. I'm like, someone needs to build a statue of this woman for yeah. her patience. And um, before- it would just be a stone statue wearing <laughs> basketball shorts and a <laughs> wife beater with no bra <laughs> and reef sandals. <laughs> And then the hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> Caption is just like, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> She'd be like the Statue of Liberty, but instead of a torch, she's holding a blunt. <laughs> she's just such a wonderful person. And I was just like, I, this has been a tiny mini microcosm of the bullshit that has been her life for the past few years. And, um, you know, she she was just like she could tell before I was going uh, the day before the biopsy I was like she's like do you want me to go with you and I was like no it's like it's fine you know and I truly meant it but she was like or I can meet you afterwards if you want and she was like I'm one stop away in Queens and like she was kind of insistent because I think she she knows that I hate to ask for help and was just like she's kind of like no I'm gonna show up she's like you mm-hmm. can say no but like I'm gonna show up and like it all it makes you, it's like such a better experience leaving a hospital when with a person yeah, yeah. A person. and like I was you know I but also like I didn't know if they're gonna put me under so I was gonna ask like you or anyone like yeah. to, to come but they were like you don't need anyone and so I was then like, you're like meh whatever I'm not you know, gonna bother anyone I'm not gonna make someone go to the upper east side it was also the procedure was 15 minutes again damn damn Lennox Hill um <laughs> damn Lennox god, you were efficient god damn that lady that's yelling about her mom's cancer is not great but you guys got your shit together um you know and she was just so I don't know she's just so like angelic she really is she got me Starbucks oh yeah and it was just like oh what a it's just <laughs> you just said Starbucks times. <laughs> Oh, acting when she gave you a thousand dollars. You raise me up so you can get me, me Starbucks. <laughs> you also got me Starbucks. I love, uh, yeah, I pay it forward with the Starbucks. You really do. Starbucks yeah, just, makes your day better always. It's so good. And Starbucks is not a sponsor. It should be. It should be. Hey, if you have cancer, Starbucks. I will, I will always say, like, I am not addicted to coffee, but I am addicted to Starbucks. I am addicted. And I don't fucking care. I'm a cog in the machine. I don't care anymore. I love it. I want to shout it from the mountaintops. I mean. I love Starbucks. <laughs> I love it. Hot take over the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Two white ladies love Starbucks. I'm adding two pumps of this syrup, one pump of this syrup, light ice, almond oh, milk. It's amazing. I want your bullshit chorizo breakfast sandwich. I want cold foam on everything. <laughs> Absolutely everything. Give me a fucking croissant with cold foam on it. When I die, I want you to make a cloud of cold foam and I want you to just float my body into the ocean. And then make my coffin shaped like a Starbucks cup. <laughs> so amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, so I guess I have bronchitis. We don't really know. I got cough meds. I, I messaged my GP and I was like, hey, listen, fun new chapter. I don't have cancer. They told me I probably have bronchitis. What should I do anything? And she was like, just wait a week or so. See if you get incrementally better. And I am kind of like I was coughing like crazy. I'm not coughing like crazy now. I do feel tired. Like there's something wrong with me, but I'm just, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to fucking chill because at this point I'm there's no not no one's like making a point. She was like, if you don't get any better, go see someone else. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. That's where I'm. That's where I'm sitting. Yeah. So so right now you're in the like wait and see if you feel better on your own. Yeah. You know. I just, if I just get better on my own, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> and I want to. But I don't know if there's a God out there. Yeah, this mean, is not me saying, make me sicker. But it's like, this whole thing has been such a fucking nightmare that if I just, like, am fine, that's great. But it would also, just be a little anticlimactic. It, it would just be crazy how much I, pain um, this has been. Yeah, I think that this is perhaps a good excuse for you to address some of your uh <laughs> your personal um care ho- holes in your self-care and i just i just made this up i don't know if, what you're gonna think about this but mm. self-care mm. is not selfish wow yeah sponsored by starbucks <laughs> Um, I'm we, hoping we, the self-care unit of the hospital <laughs> in the name of Starbucks. It's surrounded by Starbucks. No, you are right. You are right. And and this whole thing, everyone in my life always is like, Andrea, you're going to get it. You keep working yourself to the fucking ground. And you're, and I said this, I don't know if I've said, who knows, who knows if I've ever said this anywhere, whatever. You, um, I mean, go Probably. ahead. Go ahead. But like I was in one of my ACOA meetings a when who knows time space whatever and i was exhausted time is an illusion it is time and is so is life real. and cancer is the only certainty but watch our sketch on youtube <laughs> time time is an illusion oh, i love that sketch. it's on our youtube channel it is greatly underappreciated it's my favorite sketch we've ever it's done it's so funny and you're and i'm not saying that just because i'm in it it's like legitimately so it, it's mostly the editing that i find so brilliant oh, by danny vega you play such an amazing creep oh thank you it's, it's great it was a role i was born to play you're very asexual and i didn't realize that <laughs> until i saw you as a creep with an afro wig um, Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. So asexual is not the word I mean. You mean um, androgynous? Yes. That's so funny because um, I think of you as being way more androgynous. Than sure. Me, but but maybe we both are. Yeah, maybe we both are. We're, you know what? We're Androgyny just, by Starbucks. We're just being <laughs> the androgyny latte. The cold foam androgyny latte. The non-binary <laughs> matcha frappe. <laughs> I hope to be successful enough one day that I have my own Starbucks drink. Oh. And it would be, I, I, I don't even know what it would be yet, but it would be the fucking best drink. The ultimate white girl achievement. Yes. To have the Starbucks drink. It'd be on the secret menu. Oh. Yeah, well, so I was at my ACOA meeting and I was so tired because I had one of my non-sleeping nights. And I don't mean to, st- I just can't sleep. Like, it's, it's a problem, but I've been working on getting better with it. But, um... I was so tired and I was like, I feel hungover. And then I was like, oh, this is just as compulsive as drinking for me, the workaholic stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, it's this thing that I constantly am sick or hurts me and all my friends are like, stop doing it and I can't stop doing it. I'm like, oh, great. Another (laughs) fucking compulsion that I can't 
keep control over. And, and you're still able to function. So you don't, you treat it like it's a less of a big deal than it maybe yeah, really is. It is a big deal. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So I was like, all right, is this the cancer scare I needed to fucking <laughs> like give properly scare? I started exercising again. The thing is I've been- Be the cancer scare you wish to see in the world. <laughs> do the change. Be the cancer scare. You know, we we do need to wrap up the show. We do. But- you guys don't need to worry about Andrea. She's going to be fine. You certainly don't need to worry about me. You hear that, you hear that wheeze? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. Um, what do you want to give to the Patreon? Uh, I mean, no lie, use though. Code, use code biopsy. <laughs> For a month off. Don't really do that. That's not a real promotion at yeah. all. At all. Um, use code, code biopsy to pay full price. Again, visit our Patreon at Hot Mess. I'm sorry, patreon.com slash hot mess. Hell yeah. I don't fucking know. We are almost, we're at like 124 right now as we are recording this episode. And me and Emily's goal is to make it to 200. That has been our our goal yeah. from the get-go. I, I mean, it's a short-term goal. Like, obviously, we want it to grow forever until we die. Sure. We want to be rolling in uh, Gs. But, until the cancer takes me. Uh-huh. But- that's our short-term goal. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't say this if it wasn't true. It's worth it. Yeah. For $5, you get um, t- 25 of our best episodes that are behind the paywall. Behind a paywall. Unavailable anywhere else. Um, you also get a shout-out on the show, and you get an invitation to our super-secret Facebook group, which is lit. God, it's I am been learning so, fun. so much about our fans. I know, and and there's been, like, so many fun conversations on there. We mm-hmm. live stream on it um, just for fun. You get to, like, get a peek into our everyday lives that maybe we don't talk about on the show. Um I spent a lot of time with Rowan on there. Shout yes, out Rowan. Yes, Rowan is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just get to know people in the community. Yeah. Um, and also the more people that join, the more fun it is. So it's like, it's just going to get more fun. It's a fucking and house you party. Don't, it's a party that you don't want to miss. Um, and then for $10, you get the entire back catalog, which is about 200 episodes, and you get two monthly bonus shows. The new bonus show is my favorite thing to record Season ever. of the Bitch. Oh, by the way, mm. this I discovered this completely on random happenstance, mm. there's another podcast called Season of the Bitch. Really? It was recommended to me. This is how you know that our phones are listening to us. Yes. Because it was recommended to me on iTunes the other day. Wow. And I was like, wait a second, is that... Is that ours? How how are we on iTunes? You're like, oh shit! I yeah, talked some mad shit on. I that. got extremely freaked out, and then I I saw that it's somebody else. I guess it's maybe not as original of a name as we thought. Lefty but. podcast produced by and giving a platform to people who aren't cis men. Hilarious! These people sound exactly like yep. us. Yep. Season of the bitch. Oh, they have a Patreon too. Of course. Don't go to theirs. They have 326 people. They don't need it. They don't need it. We need it. We need it. Um. But anyway, yeah, that's that's everything that you can get on Patreon. And uh, if at the very least you can throw us a dollar. Give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. Um, if you would like to follow us, follow us at Hot Mess Comedy Hour on Instagram, Hot Mess Podcast on Twitter. Andrea, where can people follow you? Follow me at my new handle, Andrea Comedy 69 on Hell Instagram. Yeah. Um, 
very exciting change in my life. Uh, and is Andrea comedy taken? Yes, it's taken. Could you have you tried DMing the person who took it? Oh, is it no. another comedian? Probably. Excuse me. Some bitch. Um, some skank. Some other Andrea comedy skank. Let me see who it is. Uh, Andrea comedy sixty nine. I kind of like. I, I mean, I, I Andrea kind of comedy like, sixty nine is fun. Um, and Andrea comedy on Twitter is where you can find me. And Andrea you, comedy sixty nine is the more fun uh, one. And you can follow me at Lubination Everywhere. That's L-U-B-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. Oh my god, Andrea comedy has twenty followers, and her bio is, "You kiss me with question marks." Well, I let the taste of your link taste of you linger like run on sentences. All right, that is you, not comedy, Andrea. You need to DM this bitch. We're gonna we're gonna take care of this. Shit. I would get rid of her fucking poetry. I actually think you all should DM her. Everyone DM Andrea comedy and tell her her poetry sucks. Just kidding. Yeah, woman on woman love. Kind of. It's, it's a, a comedy, comedy podcast. podcast.